and welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. Welcome to our tactical debrief where we take a deep dive tactically, player average positions, passing networks. We go to the tactical pad. We look at still images of our defeat at Old Trafford. So if you are new to our channel, subscribe. Make sure you drop this episode a like and more, most importantly, comment your thoughts in the comment section down below. Woke up, still feel very, very disappointed. Um, I think I've gone from frustration to now disappointment. Um, and yeah, I've looked at all the usual stats and, and images that I normally look at. And I think what I thought happened actually happened. Uh, so we're going to go through and we're going to... Have a look at that. So we've got a lot to get through um, and I'd love you to comment your thoughts down below. So let's go straight to the tactical pad then. So this is how both teams lined up. Um, interestingly, I've put us in like a nice little blue blue kit now. But I've, I've up my gallery and put us in a little bit of a uh, an away kit. So uh, get rid of that. Good start. Right. So let's go. Let's put them where they should be then. So what I really wanted to show you, first of all, was what the role of certain players is in this team, because I think that's really, really important to understand um, the role uh, and what they're meant to be doing. Um, and I think then we'll get, I'm trying to paint a picture of, of really what went wrong. And there's three players for me where it went wrong. Um, so... I'm not here to dig them out. I'm just here to show you what went wrong and how we can improve and how we can get better. So this was generically how we really set up in the game. So as you can see, it's pretty standard from Villa. It's Villa's standard formation. You've got you've got Watkins up top. You've got a back three of Longley, Carlos and Conza. You've got a double pivot of Dendonka, Luis. You've got Luca Dean offering the width on the left-hand side. And you've got McGinn, who was playing when we were pressing. McGinn was the one that was pressing with Watkins. And then you were seeing Bailey dropping out wide a little bit. We've seen this numerous times in this Unai Emery era. Is that the player with McGinn or Bailey will interchange. Their roles will change. if. McGinn is the one pressing, then you'll see Bailey sometimes go into that area, but you'll see Bailey predominantly off out there. And then when we are attacking, you might see Bailey stick out there. McGinn will stay there. If not, you'll see McGinn drop into there. And then Bailey will be the one that's helping support and press with Watkins. So it's interchangeable. It's not structured. It's not the same person doing that same role all of the time, but they are very, very specialised, especially the McGinn and the Ramsey role. Those two roles are very, very specialised because what you need them to do is you need them to attack through there, but you also need them to defend into those zones as well. Same with Ramsey. He's got to get into those areas. He's got to defend that area, but he's also got to help out in there as well. It's really important that these two players help out, and that's their defensive duties. Yes, they can attack, 
but they have to defend and they have to they have to do the defensive work because if not, if say Ramsey's role, if Ramsey doesn't get into this area and help out in there, then if you actually look at our central midfield, it's gonna get overrun, it's gonna get overloaded. You've got three players up against our double pivot. So it's so important that Ramsey's role and McGinn's role are helping out in those areas. And I felt that was the big, big problem against Manchester United. It was the ball retention of these three players. So three players for me whose ball retention was very, very poor. It's Bailey, it's McGinn and it's Ramsey. So we'll go now and we'll have a look at the um, numbers with those players as well. So you can see that on here now. So if we go on to this one. So if we go and have a look now at their actual numbers, so you need their passing numbers to be quite high. So we'll start off with, um, we'll go with, we'll start off with Ramsey. So you've got Ramsey's, Ramsey's touched the ball 18 times um, and he's got a 67% passing accuracy, which is very, very low. Jules, we've got two out of five jewels that have been won. Bailey, we've got 21 touches, 67% passing accuracy, which again, is very, very low. And then we've got John McGinn. So we've got John McGinn. If we find where John McGinn is. So we've got John McGinn at 69%. So those numbers in itself are pretty, pretty low. You know, you, you're really wanting our passing numbers for midfielders probably to be what, 83, 85, something like that. So if if the ball's not sticking and if the ball if the ball's leaving their foot going to an opposition player, you know, it's it's showing that something's not quite working in there. Um, and I think I really do think that that was part of the problem that we, we were just really light and really loose with the ball. And if we go now and have a look at the average positions of the players, you know, if we're having a look at say John McGinn's average position. So, and and where John McGinn's heat map was in the game, you know, you can see that John McGinn is he's everywhere, isn't he? But then the opposite side. So we're comparing the opposite side. So yes, McGinn was pressing with Watkins at times, so he's going to press a little bit further forward. But I'm really looking at his defensive work. You know, in and around the double pivot. You know, he's you can clearly see here that he's. He's in and around that double pivot, which is where we need him to be. But then on the opposite side, so it, it's like for like on the opposite side with Ramsey. And I, I just don't see him enough in that central area, that central midfield, helping out that central midfield, being combative. And I think if I'm comparing the two players here, heat maps, there's John McGinn and there's Ramsey. <coughs> We need Ramsey to be a little bit more central. Ramsey's spending a lot of time out wide, but that's not his job out wide. It's Luca Dean's job is offering the width out wide. So Ramsey being out wide is negating Luca Dean's position out wide. 
because that's what Luca Dean's role in this team is to do. It's to get out wide and offer the width. Whereas at the minute, we look like we're kind of standing on each other's toes a little bit. Uh, so I would like Ramsey to just be just a little bit more central, just to come in a little bit more. And I think that midfield then will have more balance. And I understand this is a, a very specialised position because you've got to attack, you've got to defend. You, you're kind of like a box-to-box, -box, but a little bit more out wide. You're not actively a winger because we know our width on that left-hand side is coming from Luca Dean. So I think we've really just got to get this position right. And, and I think at the minute, it's not quite right. We'll have a look at Leon Bailey. So Leon Bailey, you can see, is is actively a, a sort of like a, a support shadow striker at times. You know, he's, he's supporting Watkins. And I think that position has got to get nailed down as well. Um, I thought Bailey was okay. I thought Bailey offered the whip and he looked vibrant and he looked lively. Um, but, you know, we just need a little bit more with the boy. We're only having around 60-odd percent pass the accuracy you know and I think the double pivot was was okay positional wise there's there you've got Douglas Louise and there you've got Den Donker um so I really just wanted to show you where I felt like we lost it a little bit um and I think what was happening was and you saw this from the goal that we gave away with with Carlos really I just feel like because the midfield was getting so isolated and he played that ball in there and it, it was just it was just a lack I think it was just a lack of op it was a lack of options really. I felt like he just felt like that's the only ball he had on um so yeah so really frustrated um but you know that that's where I feel, I feel like we went we had a bit of a mare positionally I'd love to Love to hear your thoughts um, on that, to be fair. So let me know your thoughts. Um, so let's try and talk about the actual game then. So, you know, as I thought when I did the match reaction yesterday, is that I thought we started okay. And this proves that we started okay. Uh, match dominance based on expected threat. So you can see here that up until the Man United next big spike, which is probably around about the 30-minute mark, it was all Villa. The, the dominance was all Villa. The, the the threat was just all Villa. You know, we we were we were lively. We were. I remember Ramsey getting in some some good areas with with Luca Dean, but it was the final ball, wasn't it? In those moments, the final ball was just lacking a little bit. I, I, I don't think we were amazing in the first twenty five, but I felt like we were the better team, and and I was I was watching it thinking. We've got the control here. We look the better team. Um, and then we got our goals. And there were two really well-worked goals. We've got um, Bailey doing his thing for the McGinn one. We've got another well-worked set piece. And it was just completely Villa dominant from that moment. And I thought, you know what? We're doing well. And then from that moment, you know, you always see, don't you? You always see... You score a goal, the opposition get on the impetus. You saw it with when they got their second or third. We went down the other end and could have scored, and probably should have scored. So it does work like that. But what annoyed me was that the amount of dominance that they actually had, the spell that that, that they had. Um, and you, you can see here that 
you know, that big spell at the end of the first half, start of the second half, we came out again and we looked okay. And then we just had those spikes of, uh, of really losing our way. And then obviously towards the end, we were trying to chuck things forward and it just didn't really work out. So United had a uh, expected threat of 3.04 and we had a 4.39. You can see the shots by XG as well. So, you know, the expected threat and the XG paint a tale of, uh, of the game. We've got the shot map, Villa shot map. We had quite a few shots inside the 18-yard box. Manchester United had all of their goals come in the 18-yard box and had shots from outside and inside as well. And then here you can see the average position. So, you know, I, I think I look at this and I think, okay, the back three is doing its, its role. You've got a double pivot. Generally, you'd see 32 Dendonka a tiny bit deeper. Um, if it was Kamara, he'd be screening that back three a little bit more. And then you've got the midfield of Ramsey, McGinn, Bailey, who, yeah, it's, it's okay. I think I would have liked us to have took those two in a little bit more. Ramsey and McGinn took them in a bit more, get it a little bit tighter, get a little bit more compact, and then allow Luke Dean and Bailey to offer more of that width. And then I really want to just touch on the left-hand side and Villa's lack of left-hand side and where the problems, you know, ended up did line for Villa. You can see that on the passing network that, you know, right-hand side, it looks okay. Um, but, you know, when I spoke about the three players that I didn't feel like had a big enough game and, and you can you can see from the network, the network's breaking down. The Villa passing network against Manchester United is breaking down. It's breaking down at Bailey, McGinn, Ramsey and Moreno. There's no network from those players that are going... There's no network between Bailey and McGinn. There's no network between McGinn and Watkins. There's no network between Ramsey and Watkins. Ramsey and McGinn. Moreno and Ramsey. So where I'm talking about the position of this two outside of the double pivot, for me, this is highlighting it. This is showing where the where, where our problem was against Manchester United. The build-up's okay. The build-up into central areas, apart from the one where Carlos passed it away, is okay. But it's everything else in front of that build-up and that double pivot. And this passing network completely shows it. We've got no left-hand side and the right-hand side is breaking down a little bit. So, you know, we've really just got to have that little bit a little bit extra, a little bit more, a little bit more quality. Um, and then you've got Manchester United, very narrow. But you just, you just knew what their tactic was. Eat it, eat it long and make sure you're getting a timed runner from deep. And that, that's what they did. Uh, and, they, and they picked us off that way and they exploited the line. And then you've got Manchester United's passing network, which is, really, which is you know... Good, and you can see that the biggest network is, is the further forward. That their biggest network isn't a goalkeeper passing it to a central midfielder, it's Fernandez passing it to Gonacho and Rashford. Um, so some of the stats we had more possession, we had 10 shots, four on target, they had 13 and seven on target. We had um, three, they had three corners, and we had six, they were offside nine times. We had two big chances and missed one, which was the McGinn one. 
We made 446 passes, 82% passing accuracy. They made 389 and only had 80%. Um, so let's go to some of the still images then of what we've got from the game. Love this from Bailey. Love this free kick. I thought it was it was fantastic. Um, it worked a treat. Onana just let it go into his own net. Brilliant ball in from McGinn. 1-0 to Aston Villa. And then a brilliantly worked goal. Absolutely love this. Long late to Dendonka. Really well worked. Great finish. 2-0 to Aston Villa. And then the problems started to happen, didn't they? You've got a ball into a dangerous area, a ball into Douglas Louise. The ball wasn't on. Um, we lose the ball and then, you know, he's got space to exploit. And they do exploit it. Another one where it's showing frailties to our midfield. We've got these players all standing on top of each other. And then we've just got so much space here for Manchester United to exploit. The ball's probably going to go out wide. Too much space and we just, yeah, we've had a mare in central midfield there. Definitely. You know, you, you've got Dendonka, Louise on the halfway line, Ramsey, Bailey on the halfway line. Got caught again there. And then this was just the inevitable. This just felt like the inevitable for me. And they exploited it. And they exploited it really well. You know, these type of players here, this is where we are really good at defending. So when there's a player on someone's shoulder who run offside, that's where the high line's perfect. But where you get good teams exploited is where you've got runners from inside their own half, and you can't be offside in your own half. So if you time your runs well, if you've got pace, um, it can be exploited, and, and that's what happened. And then finally, you know, a bit some some of it's a bit fortunate. You know, it, it falls off a player, and it's one of them, one of their other goals. You know, in midfield, they got a little bit lucky how it got turned over. You know, but we're not here to make excuses and. Hoyland fires it and gets the winner. And then we had another big chance at the end, sort of, uh, where McGinn probably should do. <laughs> big chance in it, big chance. Um, so it is a big chance. Uh, but yeah, just just frustrated, really. Um, I, I think our setup wasn't, wasn't the best. Uh, Emery's done his post-match and he was sort of like, saying how many points we were on and deep down I think he's I think he was fuming. Um and yeah I mean it's it's difficult isn't it? It's, it, it I, I can understand how difficult it can be to to process a result like this because we've done fantastically well. Nobody is disputing how well we have done. You know, and 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 some people may think it's critical to um, criticise a team that are third in the league, that are doing really, really well, that are absolutely flying. 
But like I said yesterday, the aspirations and the belief of the fans and the expectation has risen. And with that becomes that expectation of winning football matches. And we as fans, fans of the club, like I said about, you know, regular viewers, how many episodes I did, is that when we were winning, and I think we'd won a game and we'd done okay, and I remember coming here and I was saying that we have to be demanding, we have to keep pushing the team and and and, and us as fans, our expectations, we've got to demand more from the players because you, the manager deba- demands more, the manager wants us to get better, he wants to push players, he will say McGinn needs to improve, he'll say Bailey needs to improve, you know, the manager's doing it, so the fans can do it as well, you know, we can we can be critical of the team, you know, we don't have to just say, oh, we've lost and look where we are in the league and, and blah, 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 because like I keep saying in numerous other episodes as well, we aren't the finished article. And if we're not the finished article, we can get better. And I don't want this Villa team now to be the best it gets. I want us to get better and better and better. And I want us to improve. And I want the players to improve as well. So just because we, we've we been a little bit critical, I don't really think that's, you know, a, a, a massive, massive negative, if that makes sense. Um, because... That's just what we are like on 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 this channel, and and it's 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 what I'm like. I'm I'm demanding, but I'm very very passionate. You know, I'm 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 passionate about the team, and I and I want us to win, and I want us to get better, and and you know we can't can't have drop offs. You know, they've played that Maynu in central midfield, and then I've got people saying that oh, you know, we've got it's because we've played Dendonka. That they're playing a young kid in central midfield, and we're playing an international player. It, it, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. Doesn't for me. For me, we are a fully functioning tactical football team with a great identity and a great philosophy. And with that, means that you can take a player out and put a player in. And if they aren't as good quality, they can still do that role because they are coached very, very well. And that's why we've got into this position that we're in now. So I just I'm I'm not buying this. It's because we've got certain players out. Because I know full well that Unai Emery isn't sat at home in that team meeting going, Do you know what? We've got Kamara out, we've got Pow out. Um you know, we we we. I don't think we're going to do this today. He's not doing it, so why we shouldn't? Make, we can't make excuses for it. I, I really can't. Dendonka can do a role for the for Villa, and he can do a role for this team. Um, Longley exactly the same. He can do a role, and he can play his part. And they're going to have to play their part. Um, so, and I actually, don't think those two players actually played that bad. I actually think Dendonka was was pretty was pretty decent to be fair, and I think Longley was as well. Um, so, yeah, frustrated, annoyed, but we need to 
move on now. We need to dust ourselves down. We need to do the old Steve Brucey. We need to go again. Big game. Two big games coming up now. Two big games. Well, one big game, actually. One big game. We've got Burnley and then we've got the cup game. So, yeah, Burnley's big game. Big reaction needed. Um, and we've got to get back on track. Um, so, we normally do bounce back pretty well. Uh, so, cheers, everyone, for watching. Comment your thoughts up the villa.